Hey there, no wacky song today to start the show. Uh, just a couple quick reminders. Um, just a reminder for for uh, my socials. We're at uh, Shadows in the Cave on Twitter, as well as Edozelos80 on Twitter, and on Instagram is Dead Boy Lost in LA. If you want to reach out to me there, and also we're on Apple uh, Podcasts. So if you guys want to leave me a review, a five star review, preferably to kind of help with the algorithm and the visibility of our show. So with that said, enjoy today's show. And now, cue the wacky music. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of Shadows in the Cave. My name is Erozelos and I'll be with you for the next few minutes talking, conversating, chit-chatting um, about... Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about living life through the lenses of anxiety so we're going to go back to anxiety for this particular episode because anxiety is incredibly common and it, it, it's 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 a good thing to have slight anxiety because it pushes us to complete a task it's it's a trigger bell in our state of survival so you know if you're around lions or tigers or bears you're going to be anxious, and that's a good thing, because guess what? They could kill you, they could eat you, and that's not a good thing. So anxiety itself is definitely a survival mechanism that we've had since the beginning of time. The problem is that a lot of times our trauma defines who we are, and we live through the lenses of trauma, which in turn makes us live through the lenses of anxiety so when we when we experience certain things in our past we tend to um, have an imprint on that and it's ingrained in us so whenever we're gonna experience anything close to what we've experienced in the past we have traumatic expectations from that so now those little trigger bells that would keep us alive uh, from the lions tigers and bears are trying to keep us alive from the reminder of the trauma that we've experienced. And that's what gets in the way of functional life. So you you know if you've had if you've been a victim of sexual abuse or if you've been a victim of neglect, th- that trauma will follow you and rather than you dictating your own life, 
The trauma is going to guide your life. The trauma is going to guide your behavior. And within that, there is a lot of anxiety. So we want to we wanna focus on living an authentic self. And I'll do an entire episode on what it means to be authentic to yourself because I think there's a lot of confusion with that. Um, but it's well-defined and it's something that we should all strive to be, right? You have to be able to have your attitudes, beliefs, and character as a human being match how, you, how you're living your life. And you, it's very common, especially in, in, um, uh, in first world countries, for us not to do that. Because we're so, we're so focused on what our societal expectations are. We're so focused on what our learned anxieties uh, are. And we're trying to satisfy them. So already our learned anxieties, and we've, I've talked about this before. What are the learned anxieties? These are the anxieties that you pick up on. Because of your expectations, you know, to be married, to be in a relationship sometimes, um, to to be um, uh, to have a career, to have a house, to, you know, to quote unquote, live the life that you're supposed to live to be representative of success in Western culture. And all that's bullshit. And I hate that. I hate that because it brings a lot of mental distress to a lot of people that don't challenge that. And what happens is that not everybody's born to do that. And that's a big deal. You know, there's different passions that we have as human beings. There's different fires that are lit within us. Okay. I've talked to millionaires, people that have many, many millions of dollars in the bank. And they are depressed as all shit. And yet they have everything except the ability to be who they want to be. Okay. I've talked to people that are living in a van that get to go out and take photographs every single day and they'll sell these photographs for chump chains, but it's enough to feed them. It's enough to give them a life, right? They're not rich by any means. How? They're poor, but they make it work and they have an incredible, an incredibly high spiritual satisfaction. So you see both ends of the spectrum, at least I have. And it's very important that we match our passions with our life, right? It's very important that if it if if it's within you to live a status quo life, by that I mean, you know, get married at a certain age, raise a family at a certain age, buy the big house at a certain age, that's that's fine. That's great. You strive for that. And if that if that gives you a sense of satisfaction, that's beautiful. But you have to know yourself enough to say, okay, this is what I want. Because I feel that a lot of pe- times people train themselves or manipulate themselves into thinking that's what they want and then it leads to um problems later on you know um so then then later on we have all these midlife crises going on where guys are buying these you know expensive v8 cars and stuff like that just because they want to hold on to something that they never got to explore um and so it's it's very important that you know you 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 match yourself with your passions with what makes you get up in the morning right and understand that it's okay not to want what you're supposed to want in this society because you know a lot of people ask me how are you so grounded how are you so actualized is the term they use okay well first of all i'm a, I'm a work in progress myself we all are and that's the beautiful thing about life is that when you're progressing there is no linear road to progress. 
No, think about anything that's ever had progress, right? Whether it's the way we function as a society, whether it's individuals, anything. It's not a linear road. It's got setbacks because the setbacks gives us the building tools to keep on going forward even further, right? So that's where I am. But I've also accepted certain things about me. And to me, I, I, I mean, I, I was lucky. I'm very grateful that I was very young when I knew that I, I, my life wasn't going to work out for me to, you know, get married and have a family and buy a big house. That's never interested me to this day. It's never, it never has. And it's, it's, as a matter of fact, it, it's, it's a complete paradox to, to what I love about my life. Right. And I'm lucky enough that I accepted that and I pursued another life because of it. Right. I've I've, I, I decided very early on in my life, in my early 20s, that I wanted to chase experience rather than uh, expectations. And that's where I am. And, that, and, and I've been I've been very uh, grateful for that insight at a young age. Right. And, and there's a lot of people like me out there that don't have those insights or they're getting culturally culturally manipulated or they give into the societal expectations and they try to be something they're not and that's not being authentic right and then at the other end of the spectrum there's also people that are made to believe that they shouldn't live a certain life you know and and maybe they they enjoy raising a family they enjoy pursuing a career that's going to bring a materialistic a freedom Okay, and they do the opposite, right? So the point I'm trying to get to is that you have to match your passions, you have to match your spiritual sensibilities to, to your real life, and you'll relieve yourself of a lot of this anxiety because the anxiety, a lot of it comes from that, and again, it comes from those learned anxieties, right? Those 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 pressures that we have that we put on ourselves because, like I said earlier, no baby's born wanting or, or, or feeling pressured to be a certain way in life because everybody else expects that from them, okay? So living your life through these lenses of anxiety creates a lot of distress in your life because that's how you filter your information through, through the trauma, through the anxiety. So the key here is to challenge that. You have to challenge your anxieties because at the end of the day, I would say about 95% of them are learned anxieties. There's something that we pick up on from our experiences. And with anxieties come expectations. So now, literally everything that we do is filtered through an expectation. And if we have anxiety, if we're carrying trauma that's guiding our behavior, it's probably going to be negative expectations. So now before we even take a chance, fear is keeping us back because fear it's one of the tools of anxiety and it's filtered through the same lenses, right? So rather than being proactive in our lives, rather than being uh, participants in our life, we're just spectators and we're watching it as, as we're going through the motions and we're wondering why do we feel the way we feel? Well, that's because you, you, you're not being active. You're not, you're not participating in your life. You're not, you're not taking it and, and, and guiding it to where you want to go. You're just being a spectator and seeing other people pass you by at the same time as you feel so stagnant. So that's that's one of the first things we should talk about is just understanding learned anxieties, 
understanding how to push through them, how to challenge those those anxieties and give yourself the freedom. Take that power back. Take the power that you've given away that you have and that you should control. Take it back and say, I'm not I don't I don't I don't care what the world thinks of me because the world I'm independent from that world. What I care about is how I write my story and how satisfied I am with that story within the guidelines of of my own um, passions and expectations free of judgment. Because if you notice, whenever we succumb to learned anxieties, they always come with judgments. They always come with everything could be better. It's never enough. Right? It's never enough to buy a house because the house could be bigger. It's never enough to just get married because you could always be happier in the marriage. It's never enough to have a, a career because you, with once you're in the career, you could always get higher and higher. It's just never enough. Okay, You have to sit back and say, well, I want this, this, and this, but these are the, the, the more adaptive expectations that I'm going to have from them, and I'm going to count my positive victories. All right. If if I want to if I want to own property, which I don't personally, not, not I mean, whatever. It's not about me. <laughs> um, if I buy a little condo, I'm gonna uh, my perception is gonna be that, that that was a success. All right. I'm not gonna sit there and second guess a, a positive contribution I've made in my life because a lot of people do that and it leads to anxiety. Right. It doesn't matter if you bought a little condo or you bought a mansion. What matters is that you bought something that you wanted to buy. And that was one of your goals. And you did it. And you should be proud of that. You should live within that victory. Something that a lot of us are are so uh, against because we live in fear. And when you live in fear, you're constantly waiting for the second shoe to drop. You're constantly waiting. You constantly think that you're not good enough for those little victories. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you work for it, you are good enough for it. And if you acknowledge it and embrace it, it's going to help your self-esteem, which in turn is going to rid of uh, it's going to rid of you of a lot of that anxiety that you've been going through, right? We got to sit with our victories and we got to appreciate them as small as they might be to the outside world because who gives a fuck about the outside world? Through through our perception, they're big victories, right? So, I always tell people, be proud of something that you work for, even though it's not something that that would be considered a big attribute to the outside world. It doesn't matter because you're writing your story. You're writing your narrative. You're controlling your narrative. And therefore, if it's something small within the framework of your narrative, it's something big. It's a big accomplishment. It's a big building block to something that's going to be even bigger. So let's sit there and celebrate that. Let's sit there and say, I'm happy I did this. You know, because it was a lot of work and it goes against who I am. So I'm out of my comfort zone and I'm all that better for it. And that'll help you with your anxiety. Because I want to remind you guys of a couple of things that are going going on. We're somatically connected to trauma, which in turn leads to anxiety. You know, every time that every new experience that we're going to have that, that, that should be positive, if it's filtered through that trauma that's guiding our, our behavior, it's going to constantly put us in a state of anxiousness because it's connected to our central nervous system. Whatever we've experienced, and I'm talking about things like PTSD, 
or sexual abuse or even neglect. And with neglect is tricky because a lot of the times we get neglected when we're infants. So there's it's all it's all working through our subconscious. So we're not even aware of what of what why we feel the way we feel sometimes with with our anxiety. So you know what I what I want to establish here is that connection, that somatic connection to the to the nervous system, that fight or flight response. And so if if you're constantly living your life through that filter of anxiety and that's how you're processing all your information it's gonna that that's always gonna rob you of your joy because it's an automatic re response so it's before you even it's like getting taxed right it's like it's like you know you we make all these all this money at work and, and before we get our check we've already been taxed all right <laughs> it's the same thing with our emotions and with our experience you know, you, you, you see something beautiful, you you experience, you go on a date and it's very exciting, you know, or, or, or you travel and you see the, you know, you go to the top of a mountain and you see the beautiful sunset or the beautiful uh, uh, sunrise, you know, and when it's, when, when it's being filtered through the lens of anxiety, you've already been taxed a lot of your emotions for that. You've already been taxed uh, a, a, a lot of the peak experience and it, it gets lessened. Right. And some people even it goes to negative. They, they, they feel horrible just being there, even though they shouldn't. OK. And so that's very frustrating. And that's when people begin to feel very helpless because no matter no matter what they do, they're, they're perceiving the world through the lenses of anxiety. And the lenses are faulty there. So it's like when I talked about in the first episode of depression. I could sit here and give you all these interventions, and some of them work, some of them don't work. It depends on the person, but because it is the lenses that you that that are are, are have the anxiety, it, it doesn't. It, that's how it's how you how you're gonna perceive the information. So even though you could agree with some of the things that I'm telling you, if you don't change your perception, then the anxiety will always be there, and that's the hard part because you have to challenge yourself. To get out of your comfort zone and say, this is what I'm going to try now because I have I have all the information. I've been told all the information. I've been told all the interventions. But until I change my lenses, uh, you know, AE change my perception, it's going to remain the same. And what do I mean by changing your perception? Sometimes you got to challenge yourself to change your, 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 your belief system. You know, and a lot of it is it's very it's hard because it's connected to our culture, right? Uh, maybe if you're passionate um, and you and you and you want that individualistic, uh, and you have that I should say, if and you have that individualistic drive, maybe you, a lot of your culture you have to put away, you have to distance yourself from it because a lot of that culture is dealing in collectivist drives, right? Starting a family, being you know raising children. Um, so maybe that's something you have to think about and say, I have to work on that. And that's very difficult because that's like you're swimming against culture. You're swimming against the current, but it's affecting you negatively for you to continue to go in on that path that you're going. So sometimes we got to switch it up a little bit, you know? And I think, you know, especially with, with women, they have it even harder because they have so many... You know, we have gender roles, which I don't agree with. We have gender expectations, which I don't agree with. I think everybody should strive to reach their full potential as a human being, 
regardless of gender, right? Because that's what's going to give us our spiritual satisfaction. And that's really what we could take with us in the long run. You know, you talk to a lot of these people that are in their 80s, in their 90s, in their deathbed, and they always they always go back to, you know, not not so much what 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 they did, but what they didn't do that they have the regrets over, right? And a lot of it, the big theme of it is being true to themselves. A lot of them wished that they would have listened to a lot of their spiritual passions and pursued that. And instead they sacrificed that for expectations. And that's what, that you, you see the common thread in the research when people talk to um, older, older people in their 80s or 90s that they, um, they wish that they would have pursued certain things and they didn't. Because they had expectations and they and they had to fulfill them, and that's something that that time is something that they never got back. So essentially, what starts to happen is that you start creating a smaller world for yourself because you're dominated by fear and you're dominated by these negative emotions of anxiety. So you so you start closing in your you know sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously, you start closing in the world around you. You know you start pushing people away. You start pushing opportunities away. You start pushing experiences away because everything's filtered through that fear. Everything's filtered through that judgment that you fear is going to come upon you, which is a lot of it is all cognitively induced. By that, by that I mean it's all uh, created in your own head by your, by your uh, trauma and insecurities, right? And so these are all things that we have to challenge, and we, we challenge them through some interventions and therapy and whatnot. You know, we challenge them through goal attainment. That's one of the more basic ones that I always share with people. It's like, well, how could I challenge that? Well, well, establish some goals for yourself. Establish some goals that are going to give you spiritual satisfaction. Establish some goals that are going to are unique to yourself. And when you accomplish those goals, you're going to you're going to feel that energy. You're going to feel that passion light up inside of you and say, "I can't believe I accomplished that." Now I have that little that little that, that, that little chip in my armor that says you did it and you're better for it. Because at the end of the day, let's not forget, another thing that we learn from, from the geriatric population is that the, the, a lot of the regrets are, are laid in the what if. What if? What if? What if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? What if I would have experienced this or that when I was younger, right? And that's very important. We need to release ourselves from the what ifs when we have the time, you know, and welcome the, the the trying, right? Because we succeed in trying. That's that's where we get our, our spiritual satisfaction from. It's not so much the, the destination, it's the journey. The journey is what gives us our, our spiritual energy to push forward. Because that's where you're going to get all your anecdotes and stories to share with the world. Right? I talked about this in the when I was talking about going to college in one of the previous episodes. The beautiful thing about the college experience is not the degree at the end. That's great. That's gonna help you get a job and it's gonna it's reflective of the of the education that you have and the knowledge that you have and it, and it's a, a nice little um, a reward. But really, the actual internal growth, the insights, the the awareness about who you are, the self growth is comes from the journey, the four to six years. Of that intense, heavy road that's challenging the spirit, the mind, the body. Everything is being challenged at once. 
but you but you come out of there with tools you come out of there with a the resilience that not everybody has and that's unique to yourself and that's what the college experience gives you that nobody could take away from you on top of the knowledge that you gain from your specialty that you should be proud of and that's just one example you, you could put that example on any new goal that you might have right i know people that that love to uh, uh walk the earth literally walk the earth you know how hard it is to walk the earth <laughs> it's not easy because then everybody would do it and but they get so much internal growth from that right it's 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 a challenge to the spirit and sometimes we got to challenge our spirit a little bit um i'm right now myself i'm this i'm in this crazy uh vegetarian diet for no other reason than I like to challenge myself because it, it, it builds grit in me. It builds a tenacity to keep on going, right? So it's important that we do that to ourselves sometimes just, just to keep us, just to keep our brain, you know, to, to allow it to react in, in, in a way where it's seeing something novel, right? And keep it in that state of awe, right? It's not every day that, that I, haven't, I haven't had a vegetarian diet in about a year. So when all of a sudden when, it, when the brain, my brain registers that, it sparks all kinds of uh, new emotions, right? Dopamine levels go up. So all of a sudden, there's excitement there. There's fear there. And, and it gives you this uh, sense of awe and excitement, right? And this sense of adventure. Just, just for trying out vegetarian diet and, 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 and sticking to it for, for, for two months. You get all that. So it's very important that we challenge ourselves with things like that. And, and you know, sometimes our anxiety comes from that that, you know, status quo living and just kind of doing the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out. And I know and I know people have families and people have kids and people have responsibilities. But if you're creative enough, there's so many ways to keep you in that sense of awe, that sense of experience, that sense of adventure. And actually, if you change your perspective and and kind of see the world through a more um, adventurous lens, you don't even have to leave your house. You could you could carry that attitude with you, right? Like me, like I I because of this COVID, I don't leave my house sometimes for two days, two three days in a row. I mean, I have to go to the psychiatric hospital, and that's something we've opened. We're open all the time, but other than that, and then I have my other job where I have to go sometimes and check how the work is being conducted, but. I have a sense of adventure in my own house. I look at my cat and it's like, you know, I try to put myself in that sense of discovery with my pet, you know, and I try to, I try to have that positive state of mind because one day my, he's not going to be with me anymore. Right. And that's one thing that, that I've always been able to do. I've always been able to um, enjoy the moment because every single moment is an experience. Right, because every single moment is finite. It's not gonna be forever. And I talked about this during the COVID episode. You know, anytime I'm with my friends, I appreciate that so much. And I'm with them in the present moment. I'm not thinking about my past. I'm not thinking about my future. I'm with them at that moment because I know that one day is gonna be the last day that we're gonna be together. Right? One day is gonna be the last day that I'm gonna be with my with my cat, right? One day is going to be the last day that I'm going to be with my mom, with my with my nieces, with my family, with my. So it's 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 a very existential point of view, and for a lot of people it would be 
uh, very depressing to think about like that, but it's actually freed me. It's free. It's giving me the fact that I know that everything's so temporary. The fact that I know that people die and pets die and times die and everything goes away. It's actually been. It's actually freed me and given me the ability to just enjoy that moment because I know that that moment it's not gonna be forever. And I think what a lot of people do is that they take they take these kind of moments for granted. Because they don't think about that. They don't think about mortality. Well, most of us are scared to think about mortality. So we don't even touch the subject. Well, sometimes you have to. And you have to come to terms with it. Because guess what? One day you're going to die. <laughs> That's I got news for you. So understanding that, it allows you to embrace those moments even more. And just breathe more life into them. Because life is fleeting. and But it also gives you the ability to experience the moment more intensely. Right? So for anybody that would want to challenge me and say, well, you know, your point of view is a little morbid, your point of view, it's, 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 you know, embedded in death and the fact that everything's, we're going to lose everything and I'm scared and this, that is the thing. There's a lot of magic in existential thought. There's a lot of, I'll give you guys an example. And I think I've talked about this before. One of the reasons that I'm able to stay so grounded in the moment is because every moment is literally... Uh, um, it's literally an amalgamation of little moments that have been there to create a big moment. You know, I've always talked about how friendships develop, how relationships develop. Do you know? Do you know the process of time and space, um, and and how how big it is, and the fact that two people meet—that's a miracle, right? Because the, the actions that, that that people have to make, you know, the decisions, right, the the happenstance, right, everything that has to uh, work together in unison to allow two people to meet and be at the same exact place at the same exact time, and this happens for every single uh, development of friendship or relationships. Uh, you know, you think about the journey of two people to be in that same exact moment at that same exact time. That's magic. You can't take that away. And, and and so I'm able to have spirituality because I think like that. And it's allowed me to uh, have a functional, positive thinking life. Even with, with the understanding that, you know, death is, is inevitable and eventually we're going to die. So it, it gives me the chance to just be with the moment even more for that reason. So... I've decided to turn that into a positive thing, right? But living living through the lenses of anxiety, living through the lenses of fear, living through the lenses of expectation, that does squeeze the joy of life, right? It takes it, it like I said earlier, it taxes you before you're even in the moment, right? And it just replaces it with all these negative fears. Because that's what you've been walking with. That's what that's what you've been defining yourself as. Walking with that traumatic experience that always gets in front of you. And in the in a sense, with it trying to protect you, it's actually robbing you of a of a life of full of experience. And that's what we have to learn to challenge. That's what we have to learn to be aware of. That's what that those are the insights that we need. And say it's gonna be okay. I deserve to feel this. I deserve to go through this experience because good, bad, or indifferent, there's tools at the other end of it. And it's going to make me a better person in the long run, right? I'm going to expand my world. 
I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, taste everything that life has to give me. Because sometimes even, uh, uh, you know, putrid, rancid taste, they still give you an awareness of being alive, right? There's nothing worse than living in this world and, and, and living a numb life full of, like, with nothing, feeling anything. That's worse than death to me. Because we're given this gift and for us not to explore or experience the gift to its full uh, capabilities, that's that's criminal in a lot of ways. We owe it to our life to experience it, you know, and experience it with the range of emotions, good and bad, because they're, they're, I've said this before, good experiences and bad experiences are two sides of the same coin. Right, the bad experiences will always enhance the good experiences. That's how it works. So the, this idea of trying to go through life living in fear, living in anxiety, living with these negative expectations, it's just gonna keep you stagnant, right? It's gonna keep you numb, and it's not gonna give you the the, the joy of experience. So that's where we're at, and that's what we have to constantly remind ourselves of. So I, I challenge you to give yourself a chance. To throw away those old uh, lenses, th- that those old that old perception that's guiding your behavior through trauma, right? And challenge those expectations that came out of that trauma, because you're aware of them, and you know that you deserve to experience your life how it was meant to be lived. And even with the setbacks that you have or have had. Those are building blocks with the lessons that you attain from them to build for a better future. That's where we have to be to maximize our potential. Remember, you're a constantly progressing human being. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Throw the idea of perfection right now, wrinkle it up, and throw it out the damn window because that's something that we all have to get past. That's very difficult for whatever reason, even though the idea of perfection is completely absurd. Uh, when you think about it. So just keep in mind that perfect is the enemy of the good. And you're good. And you're going to move forward. Do the right thing. The thing that is most consistent with your personal values in a particular moment. Even if it's not the perfect thing. Right? And even then, don't believe everything you think. Because, again, our feelings, our thoughts, and our behavior are all connected. So if you're feeling anxious or ashamed, ask yourself what thought or assumption is driving that feeling. And if it's real, right? Because most of the time it's not going to be real. It's going to be guided by your trauma. So you got to tell your trauma to fuck off once in a while. And I said earlier, get out of your comfort zone. Challenge yourself. Because the only way is, is through it. The only way through your anxiety is to expose yourselves to the things that you're afraid of, right? It's 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 complete. It's rational and logical to think about that. You minimize your fears. You minimize your anxieties by confronting them, sitting with them, and say, "Here I am. What's the is that the best you got? Let's go, right? And I'm gonna push myself. And every time I push myself, you get smaller and smaller, like the like the movie It, like the remake of It at the end, right? When they were confronting their fear, and Pennywise got smaller and smaller because they were taking their power back. And that's what you need to do. You need to take your power back as well. And if you can't quite get there yet, well then, 
Fake it till you make it. Act confident. Dress nice. You know, do uh, uh, buying a nice set of clothes and 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 wearing that it, it helps your confidence and it helps your anxiety. Feeling fulfilled helps your anxiety. And how do you feel fulfilled? Well, sometimes. Even when you act confident, even though you don't particularly believe it, it starts tricking the mind into being uh, authentically confident, and thus your anxiety would start to go down a little bit. Uh, and that's helped me with, with with anxiety, with my anxiety. Because remember, as human beings, we all have anxiety. Just the fact that I've decided to give meaning to my own life, right? Just the fact that I've come to terms with the fact that life is pretty absurd. It doesn't really make sense, you know. And I decided a long time ago that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna practice religion, even though I appreciate people that do, because having religion is it's a wonderful coping skill. It's a wonderful. It promotes health and and prosperity, and it gives it gives it, it keeps us in, in in a sense of keeping hope alive. So religion is good, even though it's not for me, you know. I draw my own. I drew my own clean slate many, many years ago, and I decided that I was going to write my own story. And in order for me to do that, I needed to wipe everything off, culture, religion, all that stuff. And I started building my own culture from there, and, and it's worked out for me. And just coming to terms with life not always being fair, life not always being rather short, you know, it it's allowed me to... Be free. It's allowed me to go ahead and just say, "Well, I'm gonna make the best of the moment because that's all we really have, right? Whether or not it's fair to me, it's irrelevant. I'm gonna make the best of it. And if it's not fair to me, then we'll fight and we'll learn from that experience. And if it's a beautiful moment, we're gonna embrace it. We're gonna stay with it. We're gonna sit with it, and we're gonna enjoy it. And either way, it's worked out." So that's how I've kind of dealt with it, and and I'm very, and I'm being very simplistic when I talk about this. Maybe one day I'll do an entire episode on existential philosophy and belief system, because I think it's very important, and it's it it really does influence a lot of what I do in therapy, right? Even though I use a lot of CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is what I was really trained to do, um, I also infuse a lot of my personality with existential psychology as well. So I do a little bit of both, but um, that's how I've been able to kind of deal with a lot of the anxiety. But we, so we really have to challenge these learned anxieties. We really have to change our perception so that we could throw away the old lenses of lenses of anxiety and put on new, clear glasses of our lives. You know, free from the judgment, free from the expectations, and and as about as free as we could get from the trauma. Right. Because I've always told people that I don't like when people say get over your trauma. Well, sometimes trauma trauma gets ingrained in us. It becomes part of who we are. So it's very difficult to get rid of it. But at the same time, you, you should not allow it to define you. Right. You could you could hold on to the tools of survival that trauma has given you. But at the same time, be vigilant enough to say it's going to try to manipulate me as I move through life. It's going to try to cloud my perception of life because it's trying to protect me. My trauma is trying to protect me, so it's going to cloud a lot of my judgment, but I'm better than that. I know when it's, it's creeping up on me. I know when to challenge it, and guess what? If a beautiful moment comes up, it's not going to be through the lenses of trauma. It's going to be through the lenses of awe and, and, and wonder and, and curiosity and experience, which is 
what makes us human beings, the ability to do that, right? The ability to just be in the moment is it's unique to human beings. And a lot of times we give that power away because we're embedded in trauma. And that's not fair to you. So you should give yourself a chance. And that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you. And let me see. Edozello Sadie on Twitter. And Shadows in the Cave on Twitter. Uh, Dead Boy Lost in LA on Instagram. So if you guys want to uh, hit me up there, please do so. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys got any questions, please hit me up on those mediums. And take care of yourselves. Take a deep breath. And we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you.